Good morning. It's time for today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. The Flora Assembly of God has Sunday school this morning at 930. Sunday morning worship begins at 1030, including a children's service. And join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, here is today's message from God's Word. Good morning. We're going to talk today about Abraham's blessings. We're going to go to Galatians, the third chapter, the 13th verse. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hung, hangs on a tree. That the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And in verse 29, we're going to turn over to it. It says, And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promises? promise? You know, when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, we are in him. We are, he lives within us. He is with us all the time. God's word tells us that which we are born of God, uh, we are the seed and the heir of Abraham, and that we might have the, the blessings of Abraham. And it talks about, we're going to go to Deuteronomy. It's Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and it's 3 through 13. It, it says, Blessed shall you be in the city, and shall, blessed shall you be in the field, Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and increase of your kin and the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall be your basket and your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be smitten before your face they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways the lord shall command the blessings upon you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hands unto and he shall bless you in the land which the lord your god gives you the lord shall establish you and holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto you if you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all, the, all people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid. And the Lord shall make you plentiful in goods in the fruit of your body and in the fruit of your cattle and in the fruit of your ground in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give you 
The Lord shall open you, open unto you his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto your land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. If that you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day to observe and to do them. You know, the God's word is just, I mean, it's so true. And the thing is, if we would just understand and, and take take hold of it, God has promised that we would be the, the seed of Abraham. But the thing is, we have to do our part. We have to do what God wants us to do. Let's go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And in verse 8 and 9, it says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles, which Isaac and Jacob and the heirs which with him of the same promise. You know, Abraham had a commitment to God. He knew that whatever God put before him, that he would be able to, with God's help, that he would follow through with the commitment. And so many times when we say we're going to do something, do we always follow through? Do we always stick to that commitment? In verse 17 and, and 19, 17 and, um, of the same chapter, 11, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried of, of offer, offered up Isaac. You know, how many of us, thank God we don't have to do that today, but the thing is it's something to where he was committed to God so much. He loved God so much that he wanted to do everything for him. And the thing is, when we get that commitment, that relationship between Jesus and, and you know, and want to do what God has for us. The thing is, that's, you know, the enemy will come probably stronger at us, but the thing is, it's something to where he is there to help us. God is there to help us, not the enemy. Sorry. <laughs> um, Abraham's blessing is ours, but we must be committed to the things of God. If we are more faithful to our workplace or to the things of this world, then we're not committed to God like we need to be. It has, we have to be careful that we don't put things before God. It's something to where God is our all. God is everything that we have need of. Everything. You know, in a couple of the scriptures I was looking at last night, it said, you know, he knows what you have need of before you even ask. And the thing is, when we're committed to God, we have that communion with him. We know that what we're supposed to do. It's something, um, if we go back and, and we look at the heirs of, of the Christ, some of the Christians, you know, have become like we, sometimes we have become like Abraham's nephew, Lot. Have we let our eyes get on, so to speak, the world 
like Lot did Sodom and want to not maybe get out of something that we need to get out of or not participate in something we're not supposed to participate in. The thing is, when we do that, when we want to have one foot when we want to have one foot in the world and 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 our other foot in the church, we can't ride the fence. We can't do it. We have to be completely committed to God. Completely. So many times we've we I'll say I we have to make sure that we're not riding that fence because, you know, you ride a fence long enough, you're either going to fall on one side or the other. And most generally, it's not going to be the good side. It's going to be this, the side of, of the pig pen or something. If you, if you would ask if they loved God more than what the things of this world, do we love God more than the things of this world? Do we want to grow in God and to be what he have us to be. We have to be committed. You know, the prodigal, the prodigal son that took off, he had everything. He had anything and everything that he wanted. But the thing is, he looked at that and he thought, oh, well, out there it's got to be a little bit better. So he took his inheritance and left. And he did end up in a pig pen. The thing is, but when he came home to be a servant, his father gave him a robe. And, you know, it's like when we get out of the will of God and we don't do what God wants us to do, and we, we kind of um, go our way, so to speak, for a while. The thing is, God has his arms opened up to take us back. As long, you know, the thing is, we need to be where we allow him to be complete in us to be everything in us. We wouldn't want the things of this world. We wouldn't want to go out and be, you know, like the prodigal son. The thing is, we have everything. In God's word, he gives us so much to to know that we have a lot of promises. And the thing is, we've got to hang on to God. We need to have a commitment like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, the thing is, if they would have, if they would have bowed down to that idol and worshipped that the king's idol, they wouldn't have been thrown in that fiery furnace. But they were committed to God so strong and loved God so strong that they didn't want to bow down. They wanted to serve the Almighty God, even if that meant their life. And the thing is, God brought them through that. They were victorious through that. Are we victorious in our life? Are we doing what God wants us to do? Are we being committed like we need to be? God loves us, but he also wants us to be where we want to serve him and that we want to love him. It's something to where God gave us a choice. He could have he could have made this world where everybody in the world served him. But it wouldn't have been it would have been like making having a, a man uh paid to 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 be my husband or something. But the thing is, he would have done it because he was obligated, not because he loved me. Do you see what's going That's where we have to have the commitment to God. Daniel. Daniel had a commitment that if, even though the king had told, told him if they prayed openly, the thing was that he, they would be cast in, that whoever did that would be cast into the lion's den. If God, If Daniel wasn't committed to God, do you think those lions would have just laid down beside Daniel and not even 
had a taste of him? No, but he was committed to God, and God followed through with what he will do for us. When we are committed to God, God loves us. He cares for us. He he loves us way beyond measure. We can't even fathom how much God loves us. So that's where we need to make our lives where we are so committed to God that we want to do everything he wants us to do, that we want to be that light of the world, that we want to follow his commandments, that we want to be exactly what he wants. God cannot bestow up all his promises of Abraham to us if we're not committed. We can't have one foot on one side of the fence and one foot on the other side of the fence. We have to be fully in. There's, you know, it talks about that if we are lukewarm, that he'll spew you out of his mouth. We have to be on fire for God. We have to love and do the things that God has for us. He doesn't want a half half of our life. He wants everything in our being. He wants everything that we have. He is there to help us through this this the hard times and he's there to help us through the great times the thing is God is committed to us if we are committed to him he is in us and is our being as long as we are looking unto God and praying and having that communion with him fellowshipping with him it's something to where we have to be where we have that communion with God on a daily basis. We have to be in him and love him and praise him, worship him, and just be in tune with him so much. He loves us. He loves everyone, but he wants us to do what we're supposed to do. He's not going to make us be a puppet on a string and do what he wants. He gives us a free will. So today, are you going to be fully committed to God? Or are you going to be where you're on the other side of the fence? It's your choice. Nobody's choice but yours. Are you going to be hot and on fire for God? Or are you going to be lukewarm where he spews you out of his mouth? It's your choice. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the day. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us your word that we can get into it and we can read and and know what you have us to do. Lord, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Lord, that you are with us, that you guide us and you direct us in every way as long as we allow you to. Lord, sometimes we choose our way and our ways are not your ways. And Lord, I ask you to help us to make sure that we help us to, to do the right things and not the wrong, to help us to look unto you and be fully committed and not just partial. Lord, that we are in it for the long haul, and Lord, that we will do what you'd have us to do in every area of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. Sunday school is at 9.30 this morning, and Sunday morning worship service, including a children's sermon, begins at 10.30. Join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Have a blessed day.
Because we've got the power. We've got the power. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Yes, we've got the power. 